It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from The Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're sitting at your job right now and you're like, I hate this place, then this episode of Side Hustlers is definitely for you. I'm Carla Marie from iHeartRadio. I am your host of Side Hustlers, the podcast where we talk to people following a passion outside of their day job or people who have turned that side hustle into their full-time hustle. And this week, we're going to talk to Amanda. She created Palms, Psalms, and Prosecco. It's an online store. She's also a photographer full-time, but... She had a corporate job and she hated it, so she left. So let's get Amanda's story. For a lot of people, you know, why are you waiting? You know what you want to do. This is something you want to do. Get off your butt and do it. I'm a hustler, side, side hustler. Do it. I'm a hustler, side, side hustler. Do it. I'm a hustler, side, side hustler. Come on, ask about me. Yo, yo, it's the Side Hustlers Podcast with Carla Marie. Okay, so Amanda is joining us today. Where are you right now? Um, I'm in Minnesota. It's very cold. Very. Oh, yeah. What's the temperature there today? Um, today is probably a little above zero, but we've had <laughs> like negative 60 this year. It's been, it's been crazy. Yeah, legit oh, crazy. My yeah. God. Okay, so you're at home right now, though. Is this yeah. your home slash office now? This is where you spend all your time when you're, unless you're yeah. doing photography, I'm assuming. Yes. Yep. Okay, so let's go through the what you were explaining to me earlier about how you full-time job, side hustle, two side hustles, made a side hustle, the full-time job. Take me through how that happened, and then we're going to get into everything you do. Yeah, so I guess it starts back when, obviously, I graduated college um, in 2013, and then I got a full-time job right out of there. I had been doing photography for a while, um, probably for about five years before that, just freelance, nothing really like flowers, basically. 
And so I left my, um, left college, got my nice full-time job, was all settled in, started my photography business about six years ago. And last year I decided that I wanted to, I was just like super depressed. And so I wanted to leave my corporate job. I never really knew that I wanted to do photography full-time, but I had 38 weddings last year. I was planning my own. I was planning my honeymoon. I started this um, Palm Songs Prosecco. And so there's just, there's so many things going on. And so I left my corporate job, made photography my full-time job. And then I started this boutique all within the same few months. And now, I mean, it's been almost a year since I left my corporate job and it's been insane. So you're obviously much happier after leaving the corporate job. Yeah. Yeah. I just found myself very, like very sad just what, sitting there. What was the job? Sorry. Like what were you doing? You don't have yeah, to say the company. So I, was but... a, I was a marketing manager for about five years. So doing a lot of events, a lot of traveling. I had a team. It was just, it was a lot. And did you just kind of like one day I'm out or did you give the two weeks? Like how did that whole, I'm always so intrigued at how that process <laughs> works. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's kind of funny actually. So I had actually given like a six month notice. Oh, wow. I'm such a planner and I was like, I want to be done by like July and then it got to the point because I think I probably said that to my boss in I don't know, like January maybe and then it got to the point where I was like I can't be here like I was so sad all the time and I'm not a sad person I'm actually like like borderline annoyingly happy most <laughs> of the time and so I just was like okay we're just gonna do it in May instead and so I left and it was probably like the best timing honestly it was perfect so you had this full-time job your side hustle was photography when you mm -hmm. left, you made photography your full-time job and then decided, yeah. I want to open a store. And that's when you created yeah. Palm, Psalms, and Prosecco. So yes. what made you say, I need to do something else now? <laughs> so I actually have another side hustle. I'm a stylist with Stella and Dot. It's an online clothing and accessories company. And so I kind of have always been busy. I just, I think that's just how I am. But I've wanted to start a boutique it's more of a gift shop than a boutique, but I've been wanting to start one since, I don't know, like elementary school. Um, I had my own little bracelet business. I think I sold like two and I was like ecstatic. I was like so happy. <laughs> and so I figured, so I was getting married. I got married last year and I figured if we're going to have children, this is the time to kind of experiment with another business before they suck all my money out of me and yeah. I would have to get like major loans. <laughs> so I always love talking about how I find people and how I found you was through my friend Crystal. And I actually was texting her right before we started talking. Cause I was like, yeah. by the way, Crystal, how did you find her Instagram? And she said you were just in her explore page. She's from Minnesota. She actually grew up. She said uh -huh. in the town that's right near where you are. And she's just become obsessed with you without, she goes, I'm seriously a fangirl. She was freaking out that I get to talk to you. She loves your Instagram. She said, I followed her whole honeymoon in Ireland. I was obsessed with it. So she's like a huge fan of everything you do. So she's sending me questions like, well, ask her what's helped her more, her corporate job or her photography job with the business. So that question right there, what has helped you grow your own store more? So I would say it's a combination of both, um, which is probably so cliche to say, but honestly, it has nothing to do with my store and the products that are in my store. What I've learned about three or four years ago is I have a VIP group for my other side hustle on Facebook. And I asked him, I was like, why are you guys here? Like, what are you actually, are you here to buy stuff for me? Cause I don't feel like that's the case. And they're like, we're here for you. Like you're selling yourself. And I took many, many like market, obviously I have to take marketing courses and ongoing education and all those things. But what I realized was that people aren't buying products, they're not buying services. 
they don't buy my, they don't book me for their weddings for photo shoots because of my photos. And I found that out a long time ago. It has nothing to do with my photos. Like they could probably just like my photos, but they hire me because of me. And so different is like showing my life out there and like showing that I'm showing up every day, whether I have makeup on or not. I mean, today I do, I showered for you, Carla. I did not. So, (laughs) (laughs) but just being like vulnerable and being real and people want to follow you and buy from you because of you and not because of what you're selling. So you do person like purposely put your personality in your Instagram posts and things. You (laughs) notice that that makes a difference. It does. And what I learned is through Instagram, people, again, they, they follow you because of pretty pictures and what you're selling off. Like, obviously, they have to like what you're selling. But also, they're looking at it and seeing, like, trying to figure out who you are and, like, what what do you believe in? And, you know, do you swear or not? I feel like that's really big. And I do. I swear too much, in fact. <laughs> Same. Um, I'll, keep, I'll keep it clean today. But you're it's fine. Just, it's a funny. podcast. <laughs> I heard someone else swear on one of the last podcasts, and I was like, that's my girl. Yes. <laughs> <I was> like, yeah. <laughs> okay, but uh, let's talk about the name. Why Palms, Psalms, and Prosecco? Which, by the way, if you want to check it out, it's palmpsalmsprosecco.com or on Instagram. Is the end in there on Instagram? No, it's just okay. Palm Psalms Prosecco okay, on Instagram. Okay, so yep. perfect. I definitely have a marketing background, like I said. Um, I wanted something that was catchy, easy to say, kind of palms. Like Palm Psalms Prosecco is very much of a tongue twister, but yes. <laughs> and just something that, like, I wanted it to be very clear of what my brain was going to be about. And so Palms is all about exploration and exploring the globe and like getting out and like loving life, but also knowing that it's okay to stay home and drink wine and eat donuts and watch Netflix. And then uh, Psalms is all about like uplifting, obviously Jesus because Psalms, duh, but just really being out there and like uplifting and being positive because the world just needs more of that. And then Prosecco, I mean, Prosecco is my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, your aesthetic on your website, it's very clean. And I'm assuming a lot of that comes from you being a photographer and knowing how to have an aesthetic. So I don't want to say you have a leg up because that's obviously a skill that you have, but so many people have to outsource photographers. They don't get to do it themselves. So when you went into this, were you like, this is what it's all going to look like? Or have you changed things over time? When I launched, I wanted to launch as a big company. So I had a ton of products that I had to photograph, which sounds like, oh, great, you're a photographer. You can just do it yourself. Honestly, sometimes it'd be nice if I could just send the products to someone and be like, go. Because I have a full-time job and it's really hard being able to schedule time and make things look pretty and all of that. So when I launched, I took the pictures. I was like, there's good enough pictures. Let's just launch it. And then as I've been going, I've been like being a little bit more picky, a little bit more picky on like lighting and then also noticing that I need photos for Instagram. So not only do I need like this picture of this cute little sweatshirt, but I need it like with a girl like drinking wine with her friends or I need it in like a flat lay so they can see how to wear it. And just so it's been it's been a very much of a journey, um, but I'm excited to see. So I have a new line coming up that I'm excited to go photograph and just really mix it up and keep mixing it up. So my Instagram and my website just stays fresh and new. How do you find the products? Because you well, first of all, do you hand make your candles? I do. How the mm-hmm. hell do you find the time to do that? I don't sleep a lot. I have really good eye cream. I know this is probably like really bad for some of the side hustlers out there. Like, oh my God, balance. And I'm like, no, there isn't any when you're side hustling. Like just stay up late, get it done. Um, I sometimes like every once in a while, I think twice I've had friends come over and just, they want to learn. So I'm like, yeah. you can make these candles all day and you'll get one when you leave and it'll be great. But other than that, I just I stay up late. So yeah. I'm actually burning the mimosa one that you sent me right now. Yeah. 
love it. But what yeah. what made you say, okay, not only am I selling other people's products in my store, but I want to yeah. do my own. Like at what point did that happen? So part of my business is all about like supporting other small businesses because I know how hard people work and literally getting like a wholesale deal is like Jesus came down and like rained upon me and all of a sudden Prosecco is falling from the sky. And, and so he, I just, I wanted to be able to do that for other people. And I think we have so much talent out there that I wanted to like be able to wholesale from other people and get their things in my shop. And so I would say about half the stuff, Oh, about three fourths of the stuff I design and get printed locally. And then the other fourth I get through other companies. But yeah, it's been it's been figuring out the balance has been challenging for sure. So I'm wearing a sweatshirt of yours right now. So tell me about yeah. this one. It says what does it say? Str- Strikedonia? Strikedonia? Yeah. What? Okay, what does this mean? Tell me more. <laughs> uh, it's one of my favorite words because it means uh, to hell with it. How did you I find that? Love- I didn't know that word until you sent me the sweatshirt. Yeah, I think it's like, I don't know, I'd have to look it up Greek or something, but it's one of my favorite words because, you know, at the end of the day to help, like literally nothing matters, just go to bed happy. And that's, I just love that. So I first found that word when I was treating my sister to a trip to Mexico, I got it engraved on a necklace for her, just struck it on you because I was surprising her. I'm like, tell with it. Let's just go to Mexico. Let's just enjoy ourselves. Just relax. I just love that word. Just means like, you know what? Hands in the air to help with it. Yeah. I think a lot of us need to live that word a little bit more so you decide all right i'm gonna put this on a sweatshirt are people like oh my god i love this i need this or what is your biggest selling item on your website my candles the candles mm-hmm. i love the uh the little napkins that you have what is the one that says old and hot is it that what it yeah. says old, old and, and hot. hot yeah good yeah. birthday <laughs> birthday napkins i just had my 20th birthday and i was like we need these in the shop because yes i'm old but yes i'm still hot and you know my birthday just happened too i'm like damn it why didn't i see these before my birthday (laughs) these would have been awesome i love it it's cool it really is a perfect place to go if you have something you want to get a girlfriend or i mean really anyone in your life but you really do have unique different things that i can vouch are great quality burning the candle it smells awesome the clothes are super comfortable and I really do love the way everything you you do and the way it comes out. It's not just like buying a product. There is almost a, not a story, but you can tell that what you're putting in your store is stuff that you actually like and yes. it means something to you. So it makes such a difference when you're shopping from someone like that. But you even mm-hmm. have these little cards. Do these go mm-hmm. in everyone's order? Yep. I handwrite a thank you card in everyone's order. I get so many compliments on that because I don't know I've bought from small businesses before and they just throw in a little like already typed up note that everybody gets and I was like I know I know for a fact they're not that big like they could have just wrote something really small on there and then the the shops that I do order from repeatedly it's because I remembered that they sent me a handwritten note and I just think it goes such a long way just to say you know it takes five seconds to write it but just meaningful so I write something different on each one um, if people, so I have people that have ordered for me like 15 times and obviously I can't say thank you for your order again. Like it's, right. it's in, I just sent something. I'm like, I hope you're doing so well out there in North Carolina or whatever. That's um, cool. Just, yeah. Just like making it personal. It's oh, huge. absolutely. Because when you make it personal, then they, well, I don't want, this sounds bad, not feel obligated to come back to you, but they've made a connection. So yeah. whether they may say, okay, I made a connection with her. I'm going to go buy her candle opposed to mm-hmm. this random store that I just found. And Totally. Making those those people connections that we lack so much today are so mm-hmm. important. So I mm-hmm. am with you in that if you have a small business, buying these cards and handwriting is totally worth the time and investment. Yeah. 100%. Because I got and them, not, oh, these and are so not. cute. 
<laughs> they're not that expensive, right? It's like there's so many places out there you can go and order those things. Yeah, and they always have deals. Like whether mm-hmm. it's I don't know if Custom Ink does those, but there's so many places where you can just buy in yeah. bulk and boom, done. You have them forever. For sure. Yeah. When you set out and you were obviously doing photography, that became your full time job. You said, I want to open a store. Did you do a business plan or you were like throwing something on the wall, see what sticks? How did you go about that business? Well, since I have a marketing background, I was used to creating marketing plans and like working in different aspects of marketing. So I knew it like the timeline that had to happen. I wrote out an entire timeline um, in a notebook, nothing fancy. There isn't like a 15 page summary that I could give you, but it was definitely like, this is what has to happen in order for me to be able to launch this business, especially with what I learned from my photography business and my old marketing job, right? Like how do you launch a new product or how do you launch anything? You have to start like backwards. And so that's, that's how I started. And you said you set out with some goals and you hit those goals right away. Yeah. Last year was crazy. It was, I don't even know how I made it through alive, but I'm here. You don't have to give me numbers, but talk me through a little bit of what those goals, why you set those. And for someone who's wanting to start a business and wants to set goals, how do they make them attainable, but even know where to start? Yeah. So I just kind of, I didn't have a huge financial plan last year. I just, I threw out a number that I thought was going to be really aggressive because it was my first year. I had only a couple hundred followers on Instagram at the time when I launched. And I was like, you know what? I'm getting married. I can't really put a ton of effort into this because I got married in December, which is right smack dab in the middle of Christmas shopping yeah. season. We're planning. But I I set a sales goal. I hit it within two and a half weeks. I hit another sales goal thinking that it was aggressive. I hit that in another month. And then I hit another one. And I was like, okay, I'm done setting goals for this year because either I'm really bad at it. <laughs> Or um, I need some help or I'm just like selling way too fast. And so, which sounds like a really good problem to have, but when it's your side hustle, you have to know how much time you can, because I'm making these candles one by one in my kitchen, literally not like a massive batch of them. Like it's one by one hand poured. So that's crazy. and And those are my biggest sellers. So I had to know how much I could actually be marketing because I didn't want to be selling out and selling out and selling out because then people aren't going to come back. Now, the portion of the stuff that you said you sell from other people's companies, how do you find them? Like, how do you say, oh my God, I want to sell this person in my store? A lot through Instagram, I would say. Um, some people find me through Instagram and then I see that they have a shop. So a lot of, I have, I'm in two stores right now with my candles, Gold by the New Year's to be in 30, we'll get there. But I, some of them reached out to me and then we just met each other and like showed each other our products. Others have just been stores I've like walked into before. There's also really some really good um, wholesaling websites on the internet. Ooh, give us some. Like fair.com. It used to be called Indigo Fair. So some of the things I get are through fair.com. It's like small companies. There's a couple others, but the, the fair is the one I use the most. And I noticed that you have a, actually you sent to me the wax, melting wax cubes. Do you have a subscription for those? Yeah. So I have a subscription for those and the candles. And the candles. So, so people can sign up and get it. What is it? Monthly? How does it work? So there's two different drop downs. One is um, one, two, or three, and then one is months or weeks. So if they want one once a week, they can. If they want one once every three months, they can. So they get to pick that and cancel anytime, skip anytime. Cause I hate having subscriptions that like make me pay for it. I know it. it's the worst. It's like, oh, you don't want this? Well, we're yeah. still gonna send it to yeah. you. And <laughs> it violate you with this. Seriously. But what yeah. made you think, let me do a subscription? Was that right in the beginning or was that after some time? No, that was after some time because I didn't think my candles were gonna be so big. I didn't, I literally had no idea. I 
have never been a candle maker, to be frankly honest with you. My husband and I were shopping at Kohl's, believe it or not, and he's like, why don't you just make these? Like, we're paying for dollars for a candle. And he's like, why don't you just make these? And when someone tells me to do something, I can't not let, I can't let it go. So I'm like, okay, I'll figure out how to make <laughs> So I figured out how to make candles last year. And so I didn't think that they were going to be such great sellers. And so my customers were like, you need to do a subscription. So they get a little bit of a discount. They get a surprise candle every month. They sometimes get ones that aren't even in the store, which cool. have been favorites because it's something that no one else has. And then it, it gives me monthly recurring revenue, which is huge for a business this size. So I can't handle the fact that you were just like going through coals and your husband said, why don't you make this? And you're like, sure. It's like, I want to tell you to make something crazy and then you can start making it. That's I know. It That's just wild. Happened. What are your next step? Are there products that you want to make or things that you want to have for the store maybe in 2019? Yeah, so I'm still trying to find someone local that can make soaps. I do have soaps in the shop, but they're made through companies that I don't, I don't know. And I feel like it's such an intimate product that I would love to be able to have someone local to me, or at least in the United States, making something. I just want to have a relationship with someone that actually makes soaps in their house. I just like that. I just love that. I think that's so cool. And then I'm working on a couple other things. People give me suggestions all the time. Like you should get you know, sweatpants. And I would love to get sweatpants. Yes, you should. <laughs> because I live in sweatpants. Like I'm in leggings right now and I'm very uncomfortable. Like give me sweatpants. Um, and I um, would love to do that, but I really need to perfect like the sweatshirt and t-shirt side of things first, because I want that. I want to be really, really good at that. And then, oh, by the way, since I'm really good at that, here are sweatpants. That's smart. Instead of here are sweatpants and I don't even know what I'm doing. So, so when you say perfect sweatshirts and t-shirts, what do you mean? So A, keeping the sizes I need in stock is huge. I don't know what people are going to buy. I know what size I like, but that doesn't mean everyone else is. So like not only figuring that out, how many things to buy, what people are actually wanting to buy. Because I love just like a sweatshirt. I love just like a crew neck t-shirt. But some people are like, oh, you should do the off the shoulder. And I'm like, oh, I like that Ooh. idea. But how, like, how many am I going to sell? So just figuring out like what works for me. And that's kind of that stage of the business I'm in right now is like, figuring out what works and like running with whatever that is. Now, does your house look like a fulfillment center? Yeah, I took, <laughs> it took the husband's basement. He has like two areas down there for himself at least, but my, I'm a very organized person. I don't like messes. So at least everything's like neatly in their cute little bins downstairs. My candle supplies are everywhere though. Like we don't really have a dining room anymore. There's just nowhere to put it. <laughs> it's all out of my house. Do you have plans to do a storefront at all? Or that's like, nah, never, not even thinking about it. So I was definitely, that was the plan for this year until I was like, okay, take a step back, like cool your jets woman, because you have a lot of things going on. But I wanted to test wholesaling my candles more first, cause I feel like that's going to be the biggest seller in my shop anyway. And so one of the reasons I wanted to even have a store was so my people could come smell the candles right before they buy them. And so I figured that an easier way to do that is by wholesaling them and seeing how that works first. So my goal by the end of this year is to get into 30 shops. And if that's successful, then maybe next year, um, I'm going to start looking at a place for a store. So cool. It's great. It does make such a difference when you can feel something and try it on because you, how many Absolutely. times are we hesitant of, I don't know if that's actually going to fit or what does it feel right. like or and stuff like that. So when people can feel it, they already have that. Okay. I get it. It fits. I'm going to buy it. And yeah. you don't just click out of the website. You actually Absolutely. have to leave the store after touching the product <laughs> that you love. So it definitely yeah. makes a difference, but that's a huge investment, like buying or yeah. renting a store or buying a place. It is huge. So I think you were smart in saying like, all right, mm -hmm. 
cool your jets. Calm it down. Calm, Calm it, down. it down. Just work out of the dining room for now. <laughs> You said that people find you through Instagram. Is that the number one place where you get your customers? It's a uh, half Instagram, half Facebook still. I That's have a wild. Big, I have a big following on Facebook. I don't know where it comes from. I started my photography business just on Facebook. And I think those followers just kind of migrated over. It's It's been crazy. I Facebook and Instagram are literally, I look at my sales and 50-50 for both. Do you use a newsletter at all to stay in touch with customers? Yeah, I use email. So I do um, through MailChimp, I send, it's not like so much like a newsletter because I personally hate newsletters because mm-hmm. I don't read them. I don't got time. Nobody got no. I don't have time for that. No. But when I launch new products or I have like, I just, hey, account subscription, so exciting. Like you get a free work trimmer or something. Like I sometimes do like cute little things with that or sales. So I try and I try and email them when they need to be emailed. Yes. Completely agree. If you don't have something to say, don't email me. I got right. a lot of things going on. I'm, I'm with what, you on that, that. That's what social media is for. That's the new newsletter, right? If someone wants to see what's going on in my life, they'll look at my little highlights or they'll look at my Instagram pictures and they'll see what swear word I'm throwing out that day. But I, I think that I personally don't read newsletters anymore. Even if it's from my very favorite shops, I just don't, I don't have the time. I'd rather go on Instagram and like see what's happening that day. Do you have a plan for Instagram? Do you say, okay, this week I'm going to post X, Y, Z, this day, this time? Because I know that is a constant struggle for people who use Instagram for their business or as an influencer, whoever it may be. Mm-hmm. It's coming up with the social media game plan and trying to win the game of social media, which I have decided is completely impossible. So yeah. what is your game plan? Is it a week thing, a month thing, or you're just day by day, whatever you post, you post? One of my favorite apps is the Planoly app. I, I use it. It's P-L-A-N-O-L-Y. Um, I'm sure they have other ones like it too, but I use it because I, and I post real time. Like I don't schedule my posts, but I like seeing how they look on my feed because I'm so, I'm very particular about that. I think that's photo- the photographer in me though. I like things to be pretty, but I use that because I think it helps me post daily because I don't have to like scramble through my phone to find a photo to post or something to post. So I try, I try and do daily, but usually about five times a week is, is good. And the Instagram algorithms, I just kind of gave up on that because yeah, they change way too often. As long as you're being authentic, you're being real, your followers are real followers. I think that's really all I have to worry about. Now, I always ask everyone what is their favorite app to get them mm-hmm. through their business or their day-to-day yeah. is plenty <laughs> like your, this is it, I couldn't survive without it, or do you have other ones? It's definitely that because it helps me not, again, not have to like shuffle through all my photos and my whole um, iPhone, but also having an editing app to keep your brand consistent, I think is huge. I want people to see a photo and be like, before they even see whose photo it was, I want them to know it's mine for both businesses, actually, because it, I mean, it's huge, but so whether, so I use Lightroom, obviously, because I use, I mean, I edit, but. Oh my God, um, can I buy your presets? No. I'll just edit your photos for I'm just you. getting into this world of presets. And I'm like, I, and if you're listening right now and you're like, what the hell is she talking about? And I think I may have talked about this in another episode. Presets are when, okay, you know what? I'm going to let you explain it because you're a photographer. So can you explain yeah. what presets are? Yeah. So in Lightroom and other apps too, it's not just Lightroom. They have other photographers or artists have come up with preset settings for your photo. So basically you bring in a photo, you click their preset 
it adds however they edit to your photo and then you can tweak it from there. So it just helps your brand stay consistent. Almost every photographer I know either has created their own presets or uses someone else's presets and tweaks it to be their own. Just because it makes your brand consistent, it helps you from you know, taking hours and hours and hours to edit one photo. But yeah, almost everybody uses them. Yeah, it's crazy. When I, I was like, I feel like I'm 90 when I first heard people like, oh, <laughs> download presets or can, do you want to share presets? I'm like, what is going on? And then I, I went on Etsy and bought some and I was like, how do I even, how do I even get them in there? Oh my God, I've turned into my mother. So it's, it's a whole nother world. But if you are launching a business, it's so important to stay on brand and something as simple or ridiculous as presets and keeping your pictures the same is very important because like you said if someone's scrolling I mean how fast are we scrolling but if right. I see a picture instead of seeing the tiny handle there are a lot of times when I know oh that's that person because that's yeah. what their stuff looks like especially totally. with you I it's already happening with you I know oh that's yeah. palm psalms and prosecco I know what yeah. your pictures look like so you're right yeah. it is important to have that branding and something as silly as a filter really but it, it's important right. It's so important. And um, a lot of people don't know that Insta I mean, Instagram's free. It's your tool for advertising. I mean, you get nine pictures to convince someone that you're worth a follow. And if those photos kind of don't go together, then th they're not going to follow you because people want pretty things. And that's what Instagram's for. Yeah. for pretty so. Mine is a hot mess. So, <laughs> and I, luckily I'm not a business, but I am totally with you. I completely agree. So, how do you, because we were obviously trying to schedule this podcast and between both of our schedules, it was almost impossible. Yeah. So how do you schedule, okay, I've got a photography business to run, but I just got all these candle orders. Like, how do you plan that out? Yeah, it's it's been a challenge. Um, this year is slowly getting a little bit more and more easy because I've been better at telling people, like, I have this day open. I said, be like, okay, I have these five days because there are days this week that, you know, I stayed home all day because I had to edit or I had to make candles or I had to package up the 50 orders I got last week or whatever. And so I try and schedule like yesterday I had a meeting, two photo shoots, a happy hour. I had like eight errands to run and I had to find lunch in there somewhere and I didn't, I barely ate yesterday, but like I schedule those really busy days so I can come home and just sit the next day. Yeah. You know, and, I, I've been noticing that I'm doing the same thing. Like today you saw me posting yeah. on Instagram, all the things I have to do because instead of spreading things out and be like, Oh, mm -hmm. I have to on Wednesday do this one thing. And it kind of throws off your whole day. If you jam pack your day, like you're saying, mm -hmm. you do have time those other days to either relax or if something comes up, get it done on those days. Yes. Yeah. So I try and do like two really, really busy days every week. And then the other three, well, other, I mean, during the weekdays, I usually have a wedding on Friday most of the time. And the other two, one, I try and take off. I think that's a funny term for business <laughs> owners, but I try and like at least watch like an episode on Netflix or have my coffee a little slower in the morning or not go to my computer right away um, or go for a walk with my dog or something. Um, and then the other couple days that I'm not doing anything, I'm editing, I'm making candles, I'm, you know, getting the house picked up because I hate when there's clutter everywhere and just like doing things for myself. Can but... you come over, please? <laughs> yes, I can. I love cleaning. <laughs> when you left your corporate job, was it weird not having structure right away or did you love it? Yeah, it was actually, it was, it was weird. I thought that it wouldn't be because I was trying to prepare myself for it mentally, but it, it was weird knowing that I could sleep in the next day, but I did. I don't know if I've ever really slept in since I left my corporate job because I'm so excited to get to work and knock things off my to-do list for myself. Finally, like it was, 
it was weird not having to work for someone else and knowing that my income relies totally on me getting my ass out of bed in the morning. Yeah. It's scary, but it's so exciting. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and I, I text my husband probably three times a week. He's probably listening to this, um, at a later date, but I'm like, I'm so tired at like noon and he's like, take a nap. And I was like, you don't understand. I can't take a nap. But then I sit back and I'm like, no, this is why you left for a corporate job. So you can take a nap if you want to, but I've been struggling with that mentally. So that's one of my big goals this year is if I feel like I need a nap, take a nap because it's, it's huge that I get to allow myself to do that. One of the episodes I talked to, her name is Law. She's actually a iHeartRadio DJ and has a shaved ice truck in Phoenix. Mm. And she said something along those lines of like, you know, where are we smart because we have all these side hustles or are we dumb because we have all these side hustles? Because we're supposed to figure out how to work less and still make more money. And when she said that, I was like, you're so right. And then on the Dicks with Delaney episode, she talks about how sometimes you just have to say no and do something for yourself. And I think we beat ourselves up so much over over like, oh, people are going to think I'm being lazy because I'm not working. But like – really an eight hour day is normal life and none of us are doing that anymore no. we're working way yeah. longer so girl take your nap that's your new shirt yeah. girl take a nap <laughs> yes i love that seriously oh i need that you shirt. need that so if someone right now was sitting at their desk at their corporate job and they feel the same way you felt before you left yours and they're listening to this podcast what is something you would say to that single person listening right now I would tell him first off, breathe. I didn't breathe enough. And I was so concerned about everything that I didn't take time for myself. And that's where I became like mental breakdowns, depression, just so many, oh, it's terrible. Um, so breathe first off, calm down. This life is too short to like think about it way too much. You're making money, you're good. Um, and then figure out what makes you happy. So photography makes me happy. My boutique makes me happy. My other side hustle makes me happy. But that's not why I have those businesses. I have those businesses because I found that I have a passion for creating businesses, which I thought was such a scary thing. So I'm like, holy crap, I don't have a passion for photography or making candles or what am I doing? And then I realized I'm doing this because I love owning businesses and that's okay. So figuring out, it might not be like, oh my God, I'm so passionate about like bike riding. Like you can't really do anything with that, but find something that... If you're not going to start a business with bike riding, but go volunteer and be around it more often and being able to be around things that bring you joy. If you can't get out of your corporate job yet, find things that bring you joy outside of working. And that was, that was huge for me. That was huge. That's awesome. I love that. And the breathing thing is extremely important. I've been working on it as well. So if you're sitting at your desk right now and you're (laughs) freaking out about your annoying coworker next to you, focus on you and breathe. I'm with you on that. So this is awesome that you're doing this. Anyone who listens to the podcast, you can use code Carla Marie 15. That's one five. And you'll get 15% off your order at palmssalmsprosecco.com. There's no end in the website. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, good. Palmssalmsprosecco.com. Amanda, yes. thank you for taking time to be on this podcast. I know you had a billion other things to do today. So thank you. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much. It's been so fun. Thanks for listening to another week of Side Hustlers. Support Amanda. It's palmssalmsprosecco.com. Use code CarlaMarie15 for 15% off of your next order. I swear her stuff is super comfy. The candles smell amazing. So check her out, and I will see you next week on Side Hustlers. Just in case you need one more round. 
The Last Call Podcast with Carla Marie and Anthony. One last little taste to hold you over till tomorrow. Available worldwide on the iHeartRadio app. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from The Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.